My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ty Wilson Talks. Um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I had a few requests to talk about uh, my own mental health journey and um, and how that's kind of came about, um, as well as some of the resources and things that I've gone through or done um, to get myself to where I am now. So this is going to be a really off-the-cuff, free-form uh, podcast conversation. I actually, I really don't know how long it's going to be, um, and it's just me. So you're going to be listening to me talk for a little bit, and um, yeah, so if you're having struggles with mental health, um, I'm not a mental health professional by any means, but I am a firm believer that um, by hearing other people's stories or what may have helped them, you might be able to find some helpful advice in that. And uh, and I believe that right now, authenticity and honesty is really what most people are lacking from their life or need, especially from media. So I'm going to be super honest, super upfront about my journey and what's been going on with me, especially in the last year, um, and especially when it pertains to mental health and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks for sticking with me. I hope you can get something out of this, um, and, uh, and we'll move forward from there. Again, I am not a mental health professional. I do not claim to be by any means, but, uh, if my story can help somebody, then then it's worth it. So, uh, I guess what I'll do is I'll I'll start right from the beginning. Um, you know, I'm I'm not okay, and and it's okay to not be okay. Uh, I haven't been okay since I can remember. I was um, a very shy and reserved child, I would say. Um, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Uh, I was definitely uh, bullied in my younger years. Um, And the best thing that I knew how to do to make me not feel so crappy um, was absolutely throw myself into sports or activities and... uh, I came from a family that was very supportive of those things, um, and so I was able to do a lot of them. So um, I played hockey all the way growing up. I was a, a kickboxer slash fighter uh, from 10 years old onwards. Uh, I played football. I um, played lacrosse. I was doing all of those things, um, and it uh, took a lot of the... Um, 
onus or took a lot of the focus away from maybe how I felt um, brain-wise um, being in those situations. I was always really um, bad at social situations or I felt awkward in them. I felt uncomfortable. Um, it was very hard for me to be around new people or people I didn't um, necessarily know and uh, I wasn't the best at you know being left to my own devices that way um, moving into high school I was able to really put on a, a good front I was lucky enough that I actually didn't mind high school a hell of a lot uh, I had a pretty good time there I luckily hit a growth spurt and uh, was playing so many sports and and leaned out uh, a little bit and wasn't the the chubby little guy that I had originally been most of my life and so things got a little bit easier but I always had an uneasiness um, and a general uncomfortableness with myself and the things and the people around me um, I didn't know where to put a lot of my angst um, at the time or what I didn't realize in the mid 2000s was um, signs of uh, anxiety uh, ADHD and depression um, so I put everything into music at the time and so I was playing in a band called Far From Keen. I was the lead singer uh, and guitarist. And I screamed and I wrote, you know, emotional lyrics. And I, I threw myself into writing at all times. I, I know if I, you know, if I wasn't working or if I wasn't in school, I was generally with my notepad, like writing down lyrics and, and all that kind of thing, which generally really did help me out. But... I didn't know how to, um, I didn't have any other ways or I didn't, I thought that kind of all kids are supposed to f feel that way. And I know that, you know, emotionally or, um, hormonally, uh, that's a very vulnerable time in your, in your life. And so I kind of just chalked it all up to, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a teenager I'm supposed to be angsty, you know, this is just kind of a phase, um, and went with it, went through it like that. Um, I remember my first anxiety attack, I think I was 17, and it came on from almost no reason, I guess, um, that I can think of. I was sitting in a portable at my old high school, and uh, my chest just tightened up. Um, I didn't know why. I couldn't explain it. My my heart was pounding. I thought I was having a heart attack. I couldn't breathe. And uh, my teacher just said, well, you know, go, you can go sit outside for a bit. And so I sat outside and luckily my, my best friend, uh, Kyle, was, was by chance walking by the same portable and, and he ended up sitting with me for the rest of that um, period. Uh, and uh, I ended up going to the hospital because I really didn't know what was going on. Um, they couldn't figure out what was going on. They kept me there for about six hours. And, uh, after that time, I, I just went home and didn't, I didn't know there was, there was no answer for why I had been feeling the way I was feeling or what happened or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it came 
I came to realize now that uh, that was my first anxiety attack. That's what that was. That's how fun those were. So um, moving on from there, I was always, um, I tried to be as positive or as active as possible. As long as I could keep working or keep doing something, I didn't have to think about the craziness that was the inside of my brain. Um, there was always... I was always thinking worst case scenarios. I was always thinking 10 steps ahead of whatever was going on. Um, I talked myself out of so many things and opportunities and, and, and overthought every situation as simple as they were, um, which led to uh, me quieting down those thoughts and feelings uh, with alcohol. Um, and uh, when I turned 19, I, I started drinking, you know, and, and I could kind of control it. At that time, I was still fighting. And so I had to watch my weight and all those things. And um, I uh, just after that, you know, when I hit 22, 23, I, I really, really got into I was really drinking. Um, and I was binge drinking a lot that led to drug use, um, and, uh, and overall just, just partying and trying not to think or trying to forget maybe the voices or the things, the worst case scenarios, the anxieties, all the things that were happening inside my brain that, uh, I was so, afraid of or that I really didn't want to think about um, and so it uh, it took me on an unhealthy path um, in that time from about 2010 to 2015 there was a lot of really negative things that happened in my life I had um, about 13 uh, close family deaths that really took a toll on me um, the uh, two of the bigger ones were were uh my my grandfather on my dad's side and my and my grandmother on my mom's side who were I was very very close with um and uh that really sent me spiraling um and in the middle of that middle of that if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts was um my my record deal and then the failure of that record that uh, that happened um, in the span of 2012 to 2014. So, um, in that time or after that time, I, I really uh, things started getting like really dark. Um, I, I will say this: uh, at no point in my life had I ever had a suicidal thought, um, which I'm thankful for. I've always been able to try and push forward out of I don't know blind persistence or something like that I just I've always uh had the idea in my mind that um I'm just gonna have to battle through this I need to be a you know a functioning member of society I need to battle through this um I don't know how to get help and I didn't know who to turn to and it was really easy for me to just bottle it up inside and then drink and party to try and release those feelings. 
and so um that's how i lived for quite a few years um i gained a lot of weight which really uh destroyed my self-esteem once again um i had always linked my worth to my body size and as someone who fought and uh who had had been a, a model actor etc etc uh i was told quite a bit that my my worth was connected to my body size so that was a really uh difficult thing to to try and unhinge my brain from which i still haven't but i definitely um view that in a bit of a healthier manner so um anyway the drinking and the partying kind of continued um i moved back to ontario from out in bc in 2017 um i thought i was starting to get things together um i had a, a better job i was you know climbing my way out of debt i was climbing my way out of um you know a lot of bad choices that I, I had made in my earlier 20s um that i was finally feeling like i was getting free from or um moving forward from and kind of getting a foothold and um and i would i would do that in spurts so i would go you know three or four months doing really really well and then i would backslide for another three or four months and then i would that that pattern was very persistent um and i was giving myself out um to the people that i loved uh more than i could and i stopped caring about myself and my needs for for a while and um unfortunately that's one thing that uh that i i can stress um to anybody is you can't fill anybody else's glass from an empty one and so it took a long time for me to realize that but once i was able to um with a lot of help uh, i was able to start filling my glass up again so um over those years i did i am proud of myself i dug myself out of debt and i was able to put on a good face and i was able to you know work and work hard but i still had very severe lows um my my mental health was was not good and i was drinking uh, and partying just way too much the same so that's a very convoluted lead up to what's gone on in the last eight months so or actually probably about a year now um i was lucky enough that uh a friend of mine referred me to uh her therapist that was kind of the start of it i i had known that i needed one for a while and i had contacted the canadian mental health association i had i felt like i had tried a lot of avenues to try and get help and i was getting nowhere with any of them and so i uh, finally got this referral and and called and um i'm 
I was very lucky that this counselor um, was able to come, was able to see me uh, on fairly short notice, and I and I took that first step, and I went to my first counseling appointment. That started a road that brings me to now, and I want to really focus and drive home on the importance of taking small steps first to to get rolling or get the ball rolling on the end goals that you have because I know a lot of people probably preach this or say this but I can't stress this enough for people with mental health issues especially ADHD like myself um, or clinical depression um Everything will be overwhelming if you think of it in the macro. So thinking of it in the micro is going to make everything a lot easier and much more attainable. This one step, just going to see the counselor, was a massive first step for me that snowballed into the two of us going over um, screens. So depression screen, high anxiety screen. Uh, which led to um, a doctor's appointment, which got me on to Trintelex, which is the medication that I currently take. Um, it's been an absolute lifesaver. I n- avoided medication for a very long time. Uh, in 2015, I tried Ciprolex for about four to five months. I was a zombie on it it felt like like I had zero emotions and I absolutely hated it so it took five years to get back to a place where I was willing to try something different um, luckily this medication it was newer and didn't have as many side effects etc etc and I gave it a shot and almost immediately my anxiety conditions uh, were dampened I'll say that they haven't completely gone away. I don't think they ever will completely go away. Um, but I wasn't having those huge panic attacks like I had been for a good portion of my twenties. So that was a massive win right there. I, (laughs) I remember saying to people like, if I don't even care if the other stuff gets fixed, like right now, this is the most amazing thing in the entire world. I felt like I could actually live again. So from there, I took a very hard look in the mirror um, just after Christmas, uh, after a couple blackout binges um, that I was, uh, because I was ashamed, I was, I was feeling shamed, I was, uh, I just felt like crap. It's hard to explain, I guess maybe it was, it was my bottom or my rock bottom or whatever you call it. Um, but it just, there was a light bulb that went off in my head that went, you got to give up booze. You got to stop drinking for a while. This is, this is excessive. This is too much. And you're making a lot of excuses for yourself to continue doing this. Um, alcoholism runs on both sides of my family. So I was getting hit from both sides with it. Um, and I started recognizing the patterns that I needed to step away from and change. So, 
on February 1st of 2021, I decided to do um, dry, the dry February or sober February. At that same time, I said to myself, well, I'm do if I'm doing this, then I'm going to start working out a little bit too. Um, at that time, I had hit just over 300 pounds, and that was the heaviest I'd ever been in my entire life. I was deeply ashamed. I, I hated myself for it. I had a very hard time looking in the mirror every day, and... Um, so it was time to it's time to change that too. So I said to myself, I'll do 15 minutes, four days a week. That's it. Just on a machine. I have a, a Bowflex Max trainer. I'll do 15 minutes and, and I'll stop drinking and I'll hike with my dog, you know, on the off days or I'll take a half hour walk and that's a good start. And so I did that. Um, I made it through... February, um, without drinking, I was working out and I lost 10 pounds. And, uh, and that was, that showed me, okay, if you do this, then you can change, you can change your life. All the failed attempts in the past, all the yo-yo dieting, all of the failure that you have overcome or that you had happen to you doesn't mean shit now you're doing this for real and so that was my mindset moving forward the funny thing about attaining goals is that it becomes an addiction in itself you always want to keep bettering yourself once you hit those goals and you show yourself that you can you start improving on them so from there i decided in march that i was going to narrow in my my eating style and my diet uh and uh so i started uh, intermittent fasting on a 16 8 schedule so 16 hours of fasting a day and eight hours of eating the first few months or the first two months of that i wasn't really paying attention to how much i was eating in that eight hour window honestly it kind of policed itself um there's only so much you can force or at least i could force um, into my stomach in that eight hour window. Um, but I kept working out. Um, and I, every week I was adding just, you know, five minutes on to that workout. And then after February or after March, I lost another 10 pounds. So there was 20. It's like, okay, like I got this now. This is, this is rolling. We're, we're doing good. Um, in there, I got to say there was another key piece of the puzzle was listening to audiobooks or podcasts um, that were motivational. So for me, because of my sports and fighting background and everything like that, the style of stuff that I listen to might not work for everybody. In fact, it probably won't. But I found people like David Goggins, um, Jocko Willink, the hard-ass style of motivation really helped me out um and so reading um extreme accountability reading uh, david goggins book um i even read uh who was it uh, matthew mcconaughey's book was good green lights 
I just needed to put as many positive things or positive thoughts into my brain as possible to work harder every day. By that time with alcohol, I was through the hardest part the first two months and and really was feeling a difference. And so that became a little more of a backseat. Now I could focus on my mental health because I knew that the antidepressants were were doing wonders for my anxiety, but I was still very depressed. Um, and my brain still felt like there was a hive of bees buzzing around inside of it at all time. So once I hit April, I really narrowed in with my counselor and my doctor on um, what we could do more, what might be the next step. And um, I had done some research and and if I'm being completely honest, ADHD to me was very stigmatized um, and was just that thing for hyper people. Um, I didn't understand that um, even though I was tired physically all the time, my brain was super hyper, which it is. It overworks itself so much that my body is exhausted most of the time. So... When ADHD became kind of a, a culprit for, for what was going on with me, I decided to go to my counselor and I um, asked her, you know, if, is this something that she might be able to figure out or comprehend or see if there's a diagnosis for that for myself? And so we ended up doing a few ADHD screens. Um, she's not somebody that was able to prescribe me medicine but what she did was she signed those two screens and um, I was able to bring them to my doctor and go this is what we think here's you know the issues I'm going through um, and this is what I'd like to try so uh, at the start of April my doctor prescribed me a trial dose of Concerta Um, let me tell you (laughs) the first day I took that I felt like a, I felt like a mental person. Um, but the second and third day, I it was like yeah, it was like a light went on. Um, it felt like I was running on all cylinders for the first time in my life. It felt like my brain had quieted. Um, it felt like I could function. It felt like small tasks weren't a big deal anymore. Um, And it felt like I was a real human again. I had goals and dreams and aspirations and things that I could, I wanted to work on. Not just could, but I wanted to work on. And saying that was something less than life-changing would be a lie. It absolutely changed my, my whole life. Um, from, from there, I've been able to work on music. Uh, I've been able to start this podcast. I've been able to, um, work better. I've been able to stay sober. I've been able to basically live my life as the way I've wanted to for a very, very long time. And 
I think that once that hat, once I, once I started taking those pills and once I realized that that was something that I could, I could do, um, it really ignited that fire for me to be able to, to pursue all of these things. Um, and I was able to work, I was able to work efficiently and better and healthier and continue this journey um, to the fullest of my capabilities. And so, uh, yeah, I just kept on adding, I added, I kept on adding weight and, and time to my workouts. I have stayed with the intermittent fasting. I have stayed with my, um, the two, um, uh, medications plus, uh, I take a B12 complex or a B complex, sorry, I take multivitamin, uh, and then veggie greens as well. Um, and there are still bad days, but they're not as bad as they have been, but there are a lot more good days and there's a lot more peace. There's a lot more, um, hope, I guess. I, I mean, if you're someone that follows me on any social media, uh, or anything like that, there's been a huge shift in my life and I'm sure you've been able to see that from my posts, um, and everything that way. Uh, I just, I'm not bitter anymore. I'm not angry. I feel like I finally figured out what was wrong with me and, and I just, I want to, I, I want people to know that things can get better and that, um, you know, there are, there are people, there are medications, there's things out there that can help you. Um, but you also have to put in the work as well. I think that needs to be heavily, um, reinforced. I, I work, I work and I worked very hard to get to where I am the medications were a very big help. They were a building block that I could step on and they were a tool that I could use to continuously move forward, bettering my life. They aren't a fix-all. They aren't a cure-all, but they will help you. And if you can, you know, take the ball the rest of the way to the hoop, um, then it's, it's really going to change your life. Um, so that's kind of my, that's my mental health story. That's how I've gotten to where I am now. Um, a few things that have really helped me or tools that I use in my arsenal, as I like to say, um, that have helped me along the way at whether it is with mental health, with weight loss, anything like that. Um, one is meditation. I try to meditate for at least 10 minutes a day. Um, it may sound silly. It sounded silly to me two years ago, but, uh, you really don't realize how amazing it is until you do it. Um, there's a lot of good literature about it, but it's super, it's really simple. Sit alone for 10 minutes don't talk or move and focus on your breathing just in and out and count five seconds each 10 seconds each whatever you want to do um the deeper the better 
for me, for me at least, but it really will make a difference. Um, intermittent fasting has been huge for me um, with my lifestyle or with how my brain works. Um, having those strict rules helped me a lot. And it also gives me the freedom to eat um, things that, you know, I get to enjoy myself every once in a while. I'm not strictly keto. I'm not strictly, you know, no carb. I get to, you know, have a burger and fries here if I want to. Um, and I've been continuously losing weight. Uh, I'm down 63 pounds as of today. Um, and that's, I attribute a lot of that to intermittent fasting as well as working out. I work out on my own five days a week, whether it's a half hour, 45 minutes or an hour. I have a kettlebell, uh, an adjustable kettlebell, sorry, a Bowflex Max Trainer, which is kind of like a stair stepper and elliptical mixed into one. Uh, I bought a tractor tire and a sledgehammer and battle ropes. I do stationary work, so I'll do them 50 seconds at nine different stations and a break. And I'll do that three or four times and I'll warm up with the Max Trainer. So that's my workout routine now. I'm hoping to get back into the gym very soon, but right now this is working for me and it's cheap. I have the equipment. So um, on my schedule, because I do work a lot, um, it has been uh, very good for me. I mark all of my workouts and my weight each week down on a physical calendar. I have a calendar that hangs on my fridge. I have a Sharpie attached to it and I X out the days that I work out. And once a week I put my weight down. I weigh myself daily. Um, a lot of people will fight the scale. I am not one of them. Um, you need that daily reminder that you are fighting yourself, but also the scale. It will help you. Um, because if you cheat or if you go off of your eating plan, you know, you have to be accountable for that. I, th I feel like so many people want the easy way out or don't hold themselves accountable or just quit because things are too hard. You need to take control. Put your life in your hands. You are capable of doing it. Don't give yourself the sob story. Honestly, you know, it's 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 only you that can fix you. It's only you that can help you. It's only you that can achieve the goals. No one else can do that for you. So the sooner you accept that, the sooner that you take full accountability for yourself, the easier and the better your life's going to get. It's so easy to blame the outside world. It's so easy to blame society. It's so easy to blame the food industry. It's so easy to blame the media industry. Honestly, and, and I don't mean this rudely, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. You need to take control of yourself. It's the only way that things are going to get better. That's it. You need to take control of what you're putting in your body, of the work you're doing, of the counsel that you're seeking, of the friends that you keep around you, of the negativity that you're allowing into your life. You control all of that. And... The more productive or better people you can find yourself being around, the better your life will be. The more uplifting things that you either read, listen to, or think about, the better they're going to be. For the first little bit, I wrote down on a little piece of paper that stayed in my bathroom all of the rules for my day. So you're working at 15 minutes a day. 
you are eating only between these times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you have to do to remind yourself, that is going to be so imperative and so important to staying on track. What you need is daily reminders to stay on track. My phone screensaver says every day I get better. I just made that myself. If anybody wants it, let me know. I will send it to you. Visual reminders are, to me at least, key. The more you can put that positive reinforcement back on yourself, the better uh, or the better it works. (sighs) All right. So I think that's it. That's all I can really think of off the top of my head. Obviously, um, as you guys have seen, like I'm, I feel like I'm running on all cylinders. I, I'm able to do my podcast. I'm able to do music. I'm able to work. I'm able to um, play with against the wind. I'm able, I was able to do all the work that that encompassed, which was a lot, um, and learn all those songs and, and kill it the way that I needed to. I really don't know if I would have been able to do that had I not taken that first step and went and saw my counselor uh, a year ago. So just remember small things, small decisions, small positive steps forward are some of the biggest building blocks that you can, you can, you can make, or you can build to bettering your position whatever you want to work on. Don't think about the macro, think about the micro. Lots of small things build into big things. Um, I'm proof of that. And honestly, I'm very proud of myself to forgetting to where I've gotten to. And I know you can too. If anybody would like to reach out or DM or has any thoughts on this, please feel free to get a hold of me. Um, I'm very open. I'm an open book. I'll, I'll talk about this with anyone. Uh, again, I am not a mental health professional. Uh, if you are having thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline. Um, if you are having any mental health related issues, please seek professional help. Um, and just do this for yourself. It does get better. Your life is worth it. And people love you and care about you, including myself. All right, everyone. Have a great long weekend. We'll talk to you later. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. I appreciate you listening today. If you could please do me one more favor, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.